0: Welcome to Behind the Warrior, a podcast presented by the EOD Warrior Foundation. This series will focus on resources, interviews, and topics impacting EOD warriors, their families, and the military community at large.
1: Good afternoon, Mike. How's it going?
0: It's going really good, Sherry. How are you doing?
1: I am doing really well. Can you believe we're doing yet another episode of Behind the Warrior podcast?
0: I can, and I'm looking forward to this one.
1: Me too. So, without further ado, I would love to introduce Dave Deep, who is the founder and president of a nonprofit organization called Wake for Warriors. Dave is also a Marine Corps veteran and currently a pilot for Delta Airlines. Dave, welcome to Behind the Warrior podcast. It is a pleasure to have you on today.
2: Thank you so much. It's great to be here.
1: Great. Well, before we get started, I always like to ask people to tell us a little bit about themselves. So, if you don't mind, can you just kind of share maybe where you where you grew up and where you are now? Uh, I grew up uh, in Alabama,
2: so I'm a product of uh, Alabama public school education. Uh, but I can still form sentences together and add <laughs> roughly. You just are still ask me like. <laughs> Beyond simple math, you know, don't uh, don't challenge me, okay? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I grew up in Alabama, joined the Marines uh, right out of high school in the Reserves, and then uh, went to Auburn University and picked up my commission there and flew helicopters in the Marines for 12 years of active duty and then left active duty and uh, joined the Reserves again, flying uh, Cobra helicopters. And at that time, I also started my airline career, so mm-hmm. that's uh, – in a nutshell
1: okay. what happened. Awesome. Well, you actually went, did you go back into the reserves when 9-11 um, came about? It Was that which your inspiration was or the demand for Hilo pilots to come back in? What What was that like?
2: Uh, really? Well, when I left active duty, I took about a year or so off, off but I, I missed it. And so um, hmm. I got a phone call. It was before 9-11 and They were just short of uh, helicopter pilots, and I was interested. So I was actually in training when uh, on 9-11 out in California, but uh, I knew things were going to change dramatically for for me as a helicopter pilot. And and so a couple years down the road, I did get deployed a couple of times, but it's
1: all good. Yeah, all good. Well, thank you for your service. Thank
0: you, Dave. Definitely, thank you for your service and uh, also sharing with us that you're from Alabama. We're here in the beautiful Fort Walton Beach, also known as Lower Alabama, so we uh, we kind of have a kindred shared spirit there with you. Um, so, for our listening audience today, uh, we are talking, you know, to to you, Dave, and we're talking about Wake for Warriors. So, for our listening audience, could you please share with us what is Wake for Warriors? When was it founded, and what is the mission of Wake for Warriors, and and what do you do in the organization?
2: Um, Well, Wake for Warriors, it's a water sports therapy program for injured military veterans. Um, We connect with them through our passion, by sharing our passion of uh, water sports, wakeboarding, wake surfing, anything on the water. And uh, the way we kind of treat it is uh, like inviting a family over to uh, hang out on a nice uh, lake, so we uh it's typically a three day event uh I've been doing it for about eight years. I founded it back then as a mainly because it made me forget about anything that was going on when i'm when you're on the water, you kind of forget about your troubles and I decided I wanted to share that with the uh, with other folks that could probably use it um Anyway, so that's pretty much what uh, what we do. This year we are have a pretty aggressive schedule, uh, over 25 events. Most of those are three-day events, and they're across the country. Uh, and you can sign up, and hopefully we can get everybody rolling this year. We had a little bit of a stumbling because of the uh, COVID-19 last year, but we managed to get a couple of events out there, but not as many as we wanted to.
0: Right, and uh, and what was the inspiration for you starting Wake for Warriors, and uh, did you always have a passion for water sports, or did that come after? And how, how did you come up with the idea of doing this? Why water sports?
2: <laughs> well, b- because it, I found that it helped me when I came back from uh, deployments and stuff, and things change, obviously, if you uh, are in that kind of situation. When you go from uh, – walking around and everybody you look at is carrying a gun, at least one. Uh, some of us carried more than one. But, uh, you know, and you see things that you uh, don't necessarily want to, and you know that other people have experienced similar things. So when I came back, you know, you just have a different view of what, the way things look. And um, the way that I found that I could settle was getting behind the boat and that was kind of the start of my inspiration to do it because I w- felt like I wanted to share that with uh, other people that I felt like could could use it, the same calming and just being able to relax and not think about other stuff.
0: Wow. And uh, as far as who you serve, you guys take care of injured military veterans um, whether they have physical or psychological wounds of war, and also their families. So do you uh, do a lot of adaptive? If, if we had someone who, who didn't have all of their limbs, do you, are, are you able to adapt the uh, water sports equipment to them, and, and how successful is that?
2: Um, we, we do have some adaptive equipment. We try to use what everybody else would use, uh, but they, we mainly adjust our, uh, just, uh, other parameters like speed and mm-hmm. maybe different techniques of how you get up. Uh, we do have some things like for amputees, we have straps on the boards that you normally wouldn't have a strap, but because they need that extra stability, we, we do that. We also have uh, seats for people in wheelchairs, and we've adapted boards for that. So, yeah, I mean, we... We've had some challenges, uh, but pretty much everyone has gotten up on something. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. And uh, how big is your organization? How are you guys uh, structured? Do you have a big staff, a little staff? Are you are you in <laughs> one place, spread out, volunteers? How, how do you guys pull this off?
2: Um, I don't know how we pull it off, but somehow we do. <laughs> um, it's all volunteer. So um, we, we do have kind of a, a, a structure of just a, a volunteer base. Some you know, folks that are pretty active and uh, that's we're based here on um, Lake Harding, which is uh, Alabama and Georgia. And that's kind of our core group, people that have boats and uh, organizational skills, math skills that I don't have, and other, you know ideas and thoughts and things that help put it all together but it is all volunteer and then we've expanded we're uh, expanding out to uh, kind of chapters uh out in uh, north carolina and we have one in uh, washington state and they're kind of this year they're going to be doing things kind of on their own uh, running their own events and um and uh, organizing organizing them, but again, it's all volunteer—just people wanting to do. They 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 were all um, participants at one time, and they kind of got the bug and wanted to kind of start their own chapters, So that's what what we've uh, started.
1: That's very exciting to hear, Dave. Um, I know. So, in other words, these teams have. You know, kind of put the, put together a plan to execute an event or many events within Washington State and North Carolina too, under the mm-hmm. Wake for Warriors um, brand. But will you actually be present for those activities, or you're letting them fly solo?
2: Um, I'm letting them fly solo under very tight supervision because we have what I, what I would call principles and. I never want it to be anything other than just people getting together, building relationships and uh, connecting the way that uh, military veterans do. So I, I don't want it to be anything different than that. And so um, we we try to keep away from the big dog and pony show. It's, I, I like to keep it small and intimate and, create an environment where we can open up and talk and share. Not that we're gonna share our feelings or anything, but if it's if you want to, it's cool. Mm-hmm. So that that's really the underlying principle of the whole thing is is to connect with each other and share our experiences if you want to and celebrate victories on the water and helping each other out down the road. That's really our core principles. And I just wanted to make sure that that's uh, carried out wherever a wake fours event is. So I won't be able to make it to all of them because um, some of them actually overlap, but the uh, people that are running are also veterans. They've also experienced um, similar uh, things. And so they, they get it. Mm-hmm. And that's, one of the most important things I think is that beyond having the the skills to to coach and teach people how to do the water events, it's um, being able to connect and share with those, those experiences that they had.
1: Absolutely. Well, I think there's something to be said for keeping things simple and also intimate. Um, A lot of times it's been my experience with retreat work. If you get too large, then i feel like you lose an element of of just connection and while you know you hope that the 12 or 15 people that you bring to an event are going to bond and connect sometimes it's really connection with the people that are running the event too, not just within the the community. So I think it's I think it's smart, and um, I'll I'll touch on that again in in a future question, just because based on our experience with the EOD Warrior Foundation and Wake for Warriors. But I think there's a lot to be said for keeping it simple. So I like that approach a lot. Well, wake for warriors is a is recreational in nature, as you said, with wakeboarding and wake surfing and other water sports. And can you tell us what benefits you actually see um, from participants who actually take part in one of these retreats?
2: Well, um, they the, the one of the main benefits is that they're they're being challenged to do something that they've probably never done before, and that builds the confidence of people that may have had doubts going in. And that's the typical thing is when they show up there, you see that look on their face, like, Oh, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do this. There's a, there's a boat there. There's all these different gadgets, boards and rope handles and all that. And it can be intimidating until you get on there and you have somebody that can explain it, break it down um and and teach people how to do it in a very simple way and then they fall in love with it
1: mm-hmm.
2: and our goal is that if you love it then obviously we want you to come back but we also want to connect you with with people that um wherever you may be uh maybe where you can keep keep doing it on not just wake for warriors weekends but uh, find some friends that they can do it. If it comes to that, we'll, um, we'll provide you with all the, the gear, and the life, life jackets and equipment to, to get that, make that happen.
1: That's pretty cool. Well, do you have a particular story or experience that you would like to share in reference to what a difference one of the retreats has made for a participant or a family? Hmm. Well, um
2: there are a few. Um I've probably one that comes to mind is uh, uh Tyler. He's uh, he was in a training accident, fell out of a helicopter and so he was in a wheelchair. He came to uh Lake Harding event and um he struggled. Everything was he, he wouldn't quit but he was definitely very uh, upset about I don't think he got up on the first day and I was like man you're going to get it relax and kept trying and keep trying and then um, finally on the second day <clears throat> it clicked and he was riding this giant six foot board with this you know seat on it and he, he got up and he started riding and it was like night and day. Uh, since then, he's that was uh, two years ago. Since then, he's uh, found himself a boat. Uh, he's found new friends on the lake, and he's started competing as a Wakeful Warriors uh, adaptive competitor. Uh, and the, the that six-foot board is now a four-four foot two-inch board. And he's uh, working on 360s and other tricks that um, I can't do. (laughs) So (laughs) the the transition from someone who had like that doubt that I was talking about and to where he is now is uh, absolutely incredible. And he will be the first one to tell you that it has brought him out of a really, really dark place from two years ago to where he is today.
1: Well, that's a a fantastic story, Dave. And, um, you know, thank you for what you do and your team of volunteers does for our warriors and families. I think the two words that come to mind to me a lot when I think about you in particular as as a human being is humble and sincere. And I also believe that that transcends into your mission with Wake for Warriors. So thank you for that. It's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Well, Dave... The EOD Warrior Foundation has partnered with Wake for Warriors for about five years now and I have personally seen the impact of the weekend events and the connection that happens either among the families or their fellow comrades um, You know, when we first started out five years ago, we, I think we hosted um, some wounded service members and their spouses, and then that has evolved into actually hosting some family events. We did a a big family event in 2019, and then last year we were fortunate, even amongst amongst COVID restrictions, we were able to gather a smaller group of of families. And um, I know that the impact is there, in fact, When our newsletter went out this quarter and Wake for Warriors was listed in the retreats, I had a couple of people reach out to me already and say, please let me know when this retreat is coming. And so I just want you to know that, you know, you're making an impact and we appreciate the partnership that we have. Um, In addition to that, before I get too far um, into the question. I also want to make sure that our listening audience knows when uh, Dave says that it's an all-volunteer organization um, I can't uh, I can't talk about this this mission and wake for warriors um, without mentioning the incredible volunteers that Dave has um, at Lake Harding and how much we appreciate every single one of them so um, with that, um, can you tell our listening audience um, how they can apply for one of your upcoming events? Well, for EOD
2: Warrior Specific, obviously, they go through, uh, through you, Sherry. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> but all of our other events are posted online at uh, wakefulwarriors.org under uh, the events tab. Some of them are with partnerships like EOD, Warrior Foundation, and other uh, organizations those are you, you won't be able to sign up for those but th- we also have a lot of them that are that are open uh and they are coast to coast um there's a quite a few all over so um hopefully you can have an opportunity to sign up and um we just try to get as many folks out there as we can on these events
1: yeah, absolutely, and I know it takes a lot of a lot of volunteer and a lot of organization and logistical planning and, and everything in order to make it happen. And you know, all of the events that we have participated in the past have been, you know, smooth and a lot of fun and just you know very impactful for our family. So again, um, you know, thank you to to everyone who steps up and volunteers.
2: Absolutely, uh, we could n- not do it without just some incredible devotion to this uh, organization that I don't know why they put up with it, but Mm -hmm. they do. And I think they get a lot out of it. Just seeing those smiles and hearing the laughter Mm -hmm. and just, it's a lot of fun just to, to hang out with some really awesome people, probably the best of what this nation has to offer. Mm -hmm. So um, we, we cannot do it without those volunteers and, not just here at Lake Harding, but all over the country people step up with uh, boats and food and gear and just whatever they can right. to make it all happen and it's it is it's pretty humbling to to realize uh, just how many people are actually behind you mm-hmm. and um, and great people that are uh, part of. Uh, our military and organizations like the EOD Warrior Foundation.
1: Well, thanks. I I would agree with you, and I I think that you know um, we have a lot of patriotic and and great people out there that just have huge huge hearts for our military, and I think serving you know fills their heart too. So I think that's a a great combination. Mm-hmm.
0: Dave, I've been listening to you and Sherry, you know, talking about volunteers and and the role that they play. And also, uh, it just kind of brings to light uh, with many nonprofits that serve our military and veteran populations. There's no way that we could do what we do without them. And uh, also the the generous donors that, uh, you know, support our our organization so that we can do what we do to support uh, our military veterans and their families. One of the things that, I wanted to ask you about, I think we talked about it in a, in a pre-call a while back was, uh, the partners, you, you, you talked about your partners that help you in wake for warriors and that they were very important, um, to the success of wake for warriors. Could you talk about your partners and, and what is it that they do that makes such an impact, uh, for you to carry out what you guys do?
2: Well, when I started this, um, seven or eight years ago, that, my dream was to have the best, uh, industry partners or somebody that was involved in the, you know, water sports industry to even like pay attention to us. And fast forward to, uh, to now we have, we do have the absolute best partners, uh, in the industry. Nautique boats provides us uh, a boat um, hyperlite provides us um, boards and life jackets and ropes and pretty much any kind of equipment that we need we have uh, some folks in private industry that have custom built uh, those seats for us and just um deck is the flooring that comes on the on the nautique boats and they provide all uh, gear and financial support, and they also help get the word out to people that um, that you know may take take advantage and enjoy what we're doing. Uh, w- one thing about uh, CDEC is that um, we've had some of our veterans that are uh, you know they're double amputees, so they're when they're taking showers and stuff they. They're, they were tired of sitting on the uh, cold floor so I reached out to them and they said oh yeah we'll just make a custom padding for the um, for your shower and so he sent the measurements and there was like a, a beautiful layout and he's like this is this is like heaven <laughs> <laughs> wow. you know so that that's the kind of folks we have that are partnered with us and they, they don't ask for advertisement or any kind of branding or anything like that they're doing it because their heart is in the right place and they care about what we're doing they think it's important and um you can't ask for any better support than what what they've done and, and there's just there's a, a number of other folks that they're just doing like little mom and pop businesses but they'll they'll take some of their profits or they'll um uh, pass us on things that are that we need uh, wake ballast is you know an organization or a company that you know it's we need a little bit of extra weight and s- spots so they they're like these 50 pound bags that they sent us out uh, 600 pounds uh, my mailman wasn't really happy but they uh, <laughs> <'cause it was> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like you're not gonna do this very often are you i was like no just once <laughs> once in a while but <clears throat> you know he, he's like hey whatever you need just let me know and that's the the phrase I've heard a number of times is like, "You tell me what you need, we will get it," and it's just an amazing. Again, you you just you're humbled by the um, just the outpouring of, of of support that you get when you are doing something that, like we're doing. So it's uh, it's an amazing feeling for sure.
0: I uh, I appreciate you taking time to talk about your partners and the heart. And the um, just the dedication that they have in, in in serving those who have served in service, um, it, it's really gratifying to know that there are so many companies and organizations out there that although they are trying to make you know their company and they're there to make a profit, um, mm-hmm. how they give back, uh, especially to serving our wounded, ill, and injured and their families. So thanks for sharing that. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that you talked about, uh, you said that coming this year you have a lot of events planned which uh is exciting because i know we're all just chomping at the bit to get going and get past this pandemic and and move forward uh i think uh, the city of venice italy is going to be backlogged for for years and hotel stays once this list but anyway, probably yeah probably um uh, but the COVID 19 when it did hit all of us had to pivot and uh for for our organization, we had to make we had to make changes, and this was one of them. Was the podcast? Uh, what did you guys do when when the pandemic hit, and how did it impact your ability last year to do what you do? And and what did you do, and what did you learn from it?
2: Mm, yeah, well, virtual surfing hasn't caught on yet. Just <laughs> virtual, <laughs> virtual uh, yeah. I couldn't really work from home either. You know, flying f- from uh, from a desk. Mm -hmm. I don't think the public's quite ready for that so there was a number of changes Um, and we we did have to postpone a number of our first events of the year but I I just kept getting phone calls and as the year wore on and things looked you know worse and worse I was like we, we just have to figure out a way to get people together do it safely and maybe keep our events smaller, but there's people that really need this. And if we don't do it, the results could be very tragic. So we um, we, we did make our, our events smaller. And then uh, we just followed the CDC guidelines on basically how to run a camp. Uh, we made some housing adjustments and the way we serve food and uh you know, just the cleaning processes and things like that, uh screening two weeks out, but uh once you get here, we try to make all that transparent. It's just the people that <clears throat> that volunteered and you know they did things differently, but as far as like when you showed up as a participant, it should be transparent. you should be comfortable. Other than you know, getting your temperature taken every every uh, morning, it was pretty much the same as it ever was. So, um, we're hoping to do the same thing this year. Um, some of the things, some of the places we normally go, we just couldn't make. We couldn't make it work because of their restrictions. States uh, like New York um, can't show up there and quarantine for a couple of weeks and then do it. Is this too hard? But uh, hopefully, by the time the summer rolls around, I'll uh, we'll have a little bit brighter outlook. But uh, so those are things we're gonna have to adjust.
0: Well, I am absolutely excited for your organization, and I know that you guys are gonna do great things this year. And so, I uh, for people who want to learn more about what you're doing and where your events are definitely go to your website, which is wakeforwarriors.org. And are you also on uh, Facebook, social media?
2: Yep, we're on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Um, We'll post updates for for what's going on and um, keep everybody posted. But, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, you can email us as well through the website, and uh, somebody will answer it eventually. Probably, probably me. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> you're the chief cook and bottle washer, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: When you're flying the desk, you'll you'll have time to answer right. that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. We're in the midst of updating the website, so, uh, but there's challenges to that because uh, there's not a skilled person behind the uh, the process, <laughs> so yeah. it takes three times as long.
1: Understood. Understood. But. <laughs> you know you have to you have to do what you have to do right um mm-hmm. so that you know donor dollars go further so understand right. that um i wanted to to take just a moment dave because I, I want our listening audience to also understand that um the some of the volunteers that are on the ground whether they're serving food or oh. you know doing behind the scene logistics or anything but you also have a really spectacular group of um professionals that teach wakeboarding and wake surfing so Mm -hmm. I've I've always been so impressed by these young men and young women um, and their skills and also the level of patience they have with each individual that they try to get up on a board Mm -hmm. and to this date um, that I've been working with you everybody that has tried has finally gotten up it is Correct. it is just determination and encouragement which i find so mm. so i don't know it's just a positive experience so i i just wanted to give a shout out to all those volunteers too um certainly yeah. um you know it's it's part of what i would consider a highlight you know to to stand and witness and and watch and how how progress happens with that from day one to know. day three so
2: yeah absolutely and um, yeah yeah. go ahead we we have been really lucky to have some uh, professionals come out uh, uh, Sean Murray and Jody Grassman just not only great to watch because they're so good at what they do but also to learn from them and see that their uh, passion for for teaching but also their passion for what we're doing they they Uh, they love what we're doing and they they try to take time out of their busy schedules to to come do that
1: right absolutely well Dave thank you so much for being with us and taking this time to share more information about Wake for Warriors we have a few more questions that are fun and lighthearted but um, ultimately I'd, I'd love to ask you this this one question which is If there was one final thought that you could leave with our listening audience, what would it be?
2: Hmm. I would say that, you know, trying something different that uh, you may be a little bit uh, worried about or not sure that you can do it, whether that's getting behind the boat or changing jobs or doing something that... You know it's hard, but you you want to do it, but you're not sure you can do it, I would say go ahead and do it, because chances are there's people behind you that can make it work, but don't try to do it by yourself.
1: Right. Thank you for that, Dave.
0: Dave, uh, thanks so much for sharing again everything about Wake for Warriors and also a little bit about your story. and your tremendous heart and giving and all that you do for this organization. And I'm really looking forward to this getting out there to the listening audience. So before we go, we want to keep it a little bit light and uh, we're going to ask you a few of what's your favorites. So since you love to get behind (laughs) that boat and go crazy, uh, what's your favorite way to go crazy behind a boat?
2: Um, Well, I would say the craziest thing I've done so far is dress up in a shark suit and put a 10-year-old screaming kid on the board with me. That was fun.
0: That does sound radical.
1: Yes. (laughs) That is a little bit crazy. (laughs) I remember that shark suit. It was pretty awesome. It (laughs) was still there.
0: (laughs) And as a uh, a man who has traveled the world extensively, I could imagine, what... what, uh, What's your favorite vacation spot or or places that you've been to that stand out?
2: Uh, my favorite spot, uh, well, last year I went to, uh, did the national park tour out and uh, flew to Salt Lake City, rented a, a van and uh, just hit all the national parks and some great hikes and beautiful terrain in uh, Utah and Arizona. It was uh, spectacular and something that pictures just don't do justice to.
0: Uh, this is like becoming very strange and weird to me. <laughs> I can't speak for <laughs> Sherry, but uh, okay, you're like the third guest we have interviewed that has said Utah.
2: Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yes. yeah,
0: yeah. As far as a favorite place to to visit and 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 spend some time, so it's it, it's really moving up my bucket list. I got to go there. Yeah. and I uh, definitely want to do that. So Dave, what is your favorite movie or genre of movies?
2: Hmm. You know, the last movie I watched in the theater was Dances with Wolves. So that that tells you how much I watch movies.
1: You're a real movie goer, I can tell. <laughs> he is a theater buck. It's a fantastic movie though. It is. <laughs>
2: uh yeah it's been a while so yeah i'm not uh, I, I don't have a lot of time to sit and watch movies unfortunately
0: right you stay really busy so with all that as a as a busy man as a man of the world um all that you do in your job all that you do for others what do you do what's your favorite way to relax
2: um well this time of year it's uh, mountain biking um i've really kind of gotten into that the old, uh, old body's kind of given out is, in terms of uh, running and stuff. I used to run quite a bit, but uh, tr- kind of transitioned to uh, mountain biking. And uh, there's so many great trails all in this area and out in Utah. There's some really great ones, too. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, what's gotten me kind of hooked. Uh, and, of course, during the summer, I spend as much time behind the boat as possible. Those those are the things that keep me active and things that I love doing.
0: Yeah, outdoors, which is uh, always nice to be, especially when, sure. you, when you're when you're in a nice place like on the water or mm-hmm. in the in the hills. And yeah, mm, I'm ready.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Definitely. Well, Dave, thank you very very much for your time again, and uh, we absolutely look forward to seeing you September. 9th to the 12th for an EOD weekend Um, and uh, thank you for all that you do and we just appreciate your time. Absolutely.
2: Thank you. It's uh, great uh, always talking to you guys and looking forward to September or sooner. Absolutely.
1: Sounds like a deal. All right.
0: Take care Dave and stay safe.
1: We'll do it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to our Behind the Warrior podcast. This series is provided to you by the EOD Warrior Foundation. To learn more, please visit us on Facebook or at EODWarriorFoundation.org. And don't forget to tell a friend.